to another episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal, the podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. I'm your host, Pat Soroyce. With me in studio, in apartment today, my co-host, Kath Barbadoro. Hi, Pat. It's so nice to be here. This yeah. is so fun. You like... We're, uh, uh, I know m- most of you are probably listening, but we are also recording yeah. video of this. In Hopefully it all dimensions. works out and you you will be seeing it. <laughs> uh, but Pat has set up a little a little studio space. A little studio space, yeah. It's very we, exciting. We're gonna, uh, gonna try to get more stuff. So I have a bunch of shit for this wall and then I have nothing for this wall <laughs> yet. So first things first, buy more stuff. Yeah, uh, very important. Gotta get that. Go to more festivals so I can hang badges up. You mm-hmm. know the whole deal. Absolutely. This reserved Comedy Central sign that I found at JT Kelly's house. Oh, sick. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering where that came from. It didn't come from my career, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, funny you should say that. I actually yesterday got, um, I've been thinking about getting a comedy tattoo for a yeah. while. And uh, everybody gets the fucking microphone. And yeah. I just think the microphone is so lame. And also, like, uh, as my tattoo artist pointed out, it looks like a dick from far away. Yep. So, like, that's yep. a problem. Um, no offense to anyone who has one, but uh, <laughs> somebody out there just adjusting their collar to hide the dick on their neck. Like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think like I also like I love comedy. I'm not like I feel like a lot of people get them for like ambitious reasons. Yeah. And that's not what I was thinking. I just wanted something to like symbolize my like participation in this community. Uh, so I decided to get a tattoo of a drink ticket. Yes. Yeah. I always saw that. Yeah, that is perfect yeah that's just, it's like it's like i was it's, just thinking about it because you're like none of this shit came from my career and i'm like absolutely <laughs> the only thing that comes from my career is drink tickets yeah yeah so. it's, all, it's all you get that's such a perfect thing is like people who see it know it you know they're just like right yeah and, 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 it means you're a live performer of yeah, some kind. yeah yeah like, yeah that's yeah. the that's the vibe oh the drink tickets I, it's I, also far enough up because that's the thing is i was thinking about getting something else but then i was like I'm not going to get a drink ticket in like a visible yeah. place. So I was like, let's do the drink ticket. Like <laughs> it's almost on my butt. Like no one, unless I go to the beach, like people are not seeing Some it, fellas going to be like, Hey girl, you do comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. I don't have any tattoos. I almost, um, I, when I was younger, I had a bunch of friends get a bunch of shitty tattoos from yeah. like homemade people, and I was like, I don't want that. Yeah. And then I got older, my friends started getting good tattoos, and I was like, that's what I want. But I, when I was young enough to get one, I never had the money to get one totally so I didn't do it well you're smart to not just settle for the shitty yeah. ones that look bad yeah oh we have a cameo uh, on video yeah. from uh Big george from george coming in yeah george all right that's that's enough time you little camera hog get out of here <laughs> all right i'm not like one of those co-hosts those podcast hosts that like has like a, a relationship with their pet on mic like gareth mm-hmm. reynolds and his cat elvis and shit yep. <laughs> yeah i almost so i almost got at the time i wanted to get uh, my last name, Soros, and with the eyes being microphones. Hell yeah, <laughs> hell like, yeah. One for one for comedy. At the time, well, at the time it was one for the band and one for rapping. I was like, right. But, but it was cool. But now Double I'm like, threat. now. Yeah. <laughs> my old grandfather was like, "Don't get our fucking name tattooed on you." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I, I, just, I got out unscathed, but I would have had two dicks oh, on my. Yeah. And where else am I gonna get a tattoo like that except my chest? I never have my shirt off. You know? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I I feel like I avo- I didn't get any tattoos. Well, I had like I had like two really really tiny ones, and then I didn't get any for like ten years, and then yeah. I started when I was like twenty eight. So like yeah. I only have ones that not you know like the taste is subjective, but like I only yeah. have ones that I like paid a lot of money for that are like well done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, not which, like which in somebody's good, yeah. party. Like yeah, Dude, getting stick and poked. We had a girl in my hometown. Her dad got out of jail and was doing all my friends' tattoos. Hell yeah, yeah, and she was covered in like shitty stick and poke tattoos from her dad and uh, he had like just got out of jail like the week before and she 
had on her butt cheek and said, kiss my ass. I was like, who did that one? She's like, oh, my dad. And I was like, all right. A, a little creepy, but B, like, they could do the pin, the pin for like 10 years. You know, he's just like sweating bullets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Very weird. Yeah, but that's why I didn't get any tattoos because all of them were, all my friends are getting it from that guy. So, very smart. Yeah. Uh, you know, speaking of, um, uh, careers that to the outside person seem made up and impenetrable. Mm, good, <laughs> good segue. Good segue. I wanted to walk to take a, a waltz into the world of competitive chess playing. Oh, is this about the recent? This is. This is about yeah. the once in a decade brush with mainstream media that chess gets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this is. Uh, is it? I. This was pointed out to us by a longtime listener uh, Hova. Uh, out on Twitter. I don't know if it's Jova. I think I've called him Jova before. I mentioned it before. And then now I was like, oh, I think it's Hova, but with a J. Mm-hmm. Either way, man, thank you so much for the heads up. A uh, guy came from the same hometown as Rita Crundwell. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's how he yeah. started listening to the podcast. But he put me onto this. And at first I was like, how do you cheat at chess? I didn't know. And they were like, well, there's ways you can anticipate what move the player is going to make. And I was like, well, it's just called being good at chess, right? Like, I feel like when we're delving into all these worlds where I'm like, how do you even cheat at fishing? How do you cheat? Right. At chess, and I know one way to cheat at chess, of course, would be like a computer, but right. I thought that'd be impossible. It's not. So it's not. Yeah, we're gonna dive on into this. Also, guys, uh, I'm gonna be going on a tour. Come see us live. Lie, cheat, and steal koozies. <laughs> Actually, I don't have any more, so I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the story of Hans Neiman. Hans Moke Neiman. Actually, every name in this whole thing is fucked up. I'm just gonna keep. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a good chess name. I feel like a yeah. guy named that is smart. Actually, fucked up is wrong. Every name in here is is just chess as hell. Like, they're just like that's yeah. obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the chess guy. So <laughs> this is about the the, the cheating fall between Hans Neiman, an up and comer, the the bad boy of chess, really, and a current world chess champion Magnus Carlsen. Also great. Yeah. Oh yeah. Name. Yeah. Also great name. So. This is very new, very recent, still developing. So on September 19th of this year, the world of competitive chess was rocked with its most high-profile cheating scandal in recent memory. Uh, current world chess champion Magnus Carlsen of Norway, of all places. You know, it's a good Irish name like that in Norway. Magnus uh, Carlsen? No, yeah, that's that, very... Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, my aunt does that thing whenever she hears, like, any foreign sound of name. She goes, oh, a good Irish Good boy. Irish name. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't get it. Your yeah, grandma's yeah, too smart for me. Yeah, yeah, no, she's. Yeah, I she's, just, uh, I'm the reason I'm in town is because um, I was doing Master Pancake. Uh, we were doing Midsummer, so I'm very, I'm in the Scandinavian mode right ah, now. Ah, yes, yes. I watched Midsummer while the election results are coming in because I was like, oh, this will be a nice, relaxed movie. No, why did I think that? <laughs> it's very upsetting. I had to watch it like 15 times this month, and I'm bummed out. I'm glad. I'm glad I don't have to watch it anymore. The shows were fun. I'm glad I don't have to. Watch yeah, it that that is so cool. It, it is crazy that they made a horror movie that was bright. I never seen that before. That yeah. Yeah, that, right? was, that was interesting. So, yeah, so Magnus Carlsen from Norway. Is he from that little weird cult village? We don't know. We, we can't know. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, so current world chess champion Magnus Carlsen of Norway unexpectedly quit his match against American player Hans Moke Neiman after just making one move in the sixth round of the Julius Baer Generation Cup. Uh, it's online. Everybody plays remotely now. So I found out a lot about the chess world. Yeah. I found out that there's over-the-board chess, which means in person, mm-hmm. and then there's online chess, which they they kind of like safeguarded against cheating the same way they do like video exams for... Right, like if you're yeah. taking the bar or something. So yeah, like yeah. You, you have to have your eyes on your screen yeah. you have to yeah all that stuff. yeah and there's so i'm much- still surprised that they do it that way i would i would expect just because like i feel like chess people i would imagine are probably 
very worried about AI stuff and yeah. also very like traditional. So I'm surprised yeah. that they're like cool with online chess as like a legitimate thing. <laughs> traditional is a great word. If you want to look at Hans Niemann's hair, that is <laughs> traditional is the only way to describe it because yeah. he just he has Albert Einstein hair and he's like 19. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, just yeah. Out there, yeah. Uh, but he. So yeah, so he unexpectedly quit after just one move. And now this Magnus, who's been the world champ since 2013, shocked the hosts by immediately resigning from the game, which is being played remotely. So he just logged out. And it's like, it's pretty uh, high intrigue stuff. It's like Magnus has left the chat. Yeah, Magnus yeah. has left the chat. And like before seeing it happen, you just see like that little that little weird like pause screen where they're doing it. Yeah. And one of the hosts who um by all the looks of it, is the hottest woman in chess. <laughs> she's just like, she just goes, what? What? Oh, my God. And like, I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And then it's just like, Magnus has left the chat. Nice. So this was mystifying to the casual observer, i.e. me. I don't know what the fuck is going on. But uh, all the real chess heads out there know that this story had been bubbling for a few weeks and that the rivalry between Carlson and Neiman had been going on for quite some time. Mm -hmm. So the ongoing saga began weeks before the Julius Bear Generation Cup. It's on September 4th. Neiman and Carlson faced each other in round three of the 2022 Field Cup in St. Louis. Okay. Um, St. Louis, cool fucking city. You don't realize how big of a city St. Louis is. It's really, it's you yeah. Know, it's like, it looks old parts of town that are very old. Such a cool spot. Um, I went to the Italian section there. I think I tweeted. I was like, just going into all these Italian places and asking them, hey, y'all know Kath? Hey, y'all know Danny? <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> We don't, well, as Italians, I'm sorry, we do not respect St. Louis pizza. So it's, you know, they wouldn't yeah. know us. Midwest Italian seems so weird. Nick Savarino, a friend of the show, is a Midwest Italian. And it's just, it's, it, you forget I mean, they if, exist. I mean, if, if Nick Savarino is your uh, template, yeah, you would think Midwest Italians are weird. <laughs> He's a weird guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Huh. Huh. <laughs> weird guy. Uh, so, yeah. So it was, it was they're, they're in St. Louis. Now, Neiman entered the tournament as tournament as the lowest rated player in the field but he's able to pull off an upset against Carlson who at that point was on a 53 match winning streak and had the advantage of the white pieces now here's the thing I didn't know there was a a piece color advantage and mm -hmm. I guess one person goes first we're gonna dive into that I don't necessarily know if it's if it's like uh material for like what we cover but I found it fascinating so we'll get to that in a little bit so it's if you have the white pieces you always go first you always go first yeah and the, the but obviously people believe that has an advantage but there's a school of thought that believes it actually puts you at a disadvantage mm. because you have one extra move you got to make and sometimes having to make a move instead is, of just is yeah is just, detrimental yeah mm, interesting so yeah I, I I looked into that and it's it's pretty insane it's like that 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 game show thing where it was like, what's behind door number one or two or three? Yeah. And that lady wrote that uh, that article being like, actually, if you choose the other door, you're statistically more likely to win. And all these right. all these men were like, excuse me, ma'am, you dumb idiot. Like, it's one of those things where it's like the like the the, the percentage of knowledge that you have about the piece. Right. Really yeah. yeah. It's that that probabilistic problem of the three doors is like extremely complicated and weird. Yeah. And like esoteric and yeah. It's, yeah. It's very very strange. I I just pick one door and I stay there. Yeah. <laughs> Although also like uh, it's, it's very funny like, I've never in my life been given a choice of doors nope. that strictly happens in movies and not and, something and, not something yeah. that has come up in my life yeah like thought it was gonna be a much bigger part of my story <laughs> so now uh, Carlson or Neiman I'm sorry he said that a ridiculous miracle helped him with his preparation for the match and also to guess how Carlson would start the game because the one that he quit on it was basically it was the first move out. So he. So Carlson made the first move. Carlson makes the first then move. Then Neiman makes a move. Then Carlson quits. Then Carlson quits. Yeah. Okay. And it was like, at that point, they were, they, were, they were like, he was saying, uh, 
Pardon me. He was like, yeah, basically, like, the way he came out, he was like, how did he... He knew what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. Or it was too good of a move or something right. to that effect. It, it was like, yeah, how does he already... He would have to know what I was about to do to have this be the move he would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is crazy. That's how I feel like how smart chess players are because I would have just been like, I, that never would have crossed my fucking mind. <laughs> like, right. I would have just been like, oh, well, good move. All right. <laughs> Fuck me, I guess. Okay, hold on. Like, it never would have even uh, occurred to me. So... He said it was an interesting guess because um, he said he knew how Carlson would start the game. Uh, it was an interesting guess because, as an interviewer Alejandro Ramirez pointed out, Carlson was doing an unusual variation of his typical game. So you, if you could sit here and be like, oh, I watched all your all your game film. Right. You wouldn't make that choice. Yeah, you wouldn't make that choice. Yeah. I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. So Neiman said that his 31-year-old opponent played a similar variation against Wesley So at the 2018 London Chess Classic. Although Neiman might have accidentally referred to the wrong match because neither Carlson nor Wesley played in that tournament. Get your fucking backstory straight, Neiman. Yeah. Um, he also explained that the veteran has a tendency for, quote, these kind of weird things and that Carlson has, quote, mannerisms that he's been able to learn because he grew up watching his games and interviews. There's like a 10-year age difference between these two. Right. Ne- uh, Neiman is like... 1920. So right? yeah, he's, yeah, he's younger he's really cat. Young. And, this, and this older cat. So this is kind of wild. It's like, damn, when your idols become your rivals, dog. Like, Neiman, yeah, Neiman's on his Drake shit right now. Absolutely. <laughs> Neiman's posting memes with a lion wearing a crown on his Instagram. <laughs> yeah. He's going for it. Yeah. So the uh, the defeated champ who still holds the title. It's one of those things where like I, I don't understand how the title handoff works. It's mm-hmm. probably like where it's like you can beat him in this match, but unless it's like a sanctioned title match. Wrestling rules, I guess. At yeah. That point. <laughs> right. You're not. You're not battling for the crown. Yeah. You're just having a match. I want to see a steel chair get broken out. In a yeah. Match. <laughs> just like... I want to see a. I want to see a. God. Uh. Uh. Like, what are they called? Like a bamboo prison chess match yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a Texas street fight yeah, chess yeah, yeah. match. By God, it's Bobby Fisher. He's not scheduled to be here tonight. <laughs> he just slides in and fucking takes him out. Exactly. <laughs> Kick ass. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so the defeated champ, who still holds the title, was initially tight-lipped about the whole affair, saying only this to the press. Unfortunately, I cannot particularly speak on that. People come to their own conclusions, he told during a live interview. He said, I have to say I'm very impressed by Neiman's play, and I think his mentor, Maxim Dulagy, must be doing a great job. That's a little bit of a dig. If anybody knows anything about chess, which again, not me, <laughs> name-dropping Dulagy was an interesting decision because Dulagy was suspended from chess.com, which is like chess.com is like this where all these online games get hosted. That's the hub, yeah. yeah. E- that's interesting, again, even for like really official stuff. That's yeah, really yeah. It, it, they just weaseled their way into the fucking. I say weaseled like they're bad people. <laughs> like, those those miscreants at chess.com. I would just, I, I, I would just assume that chess.com is like where, like you know, my grandfather's homepage or something. Yeah. Like it, it just doesn't seem like that would be like the official place. Yeah. It seems like something that like you would log into like Yahoo Games from there. Yeah. Or something. yeah. You know what I mean? They like got in on that. They had to get on that like in 96. There was yeah. like, oh, the internet's a thing. It's like the first guy to like, I read an article about this like porn king and he was the first guy to score blowjobs.com. It's like, yeah. And it's yes. just, like his life is made. Like his kids don't have to work because yeah, yeah. he had blowjobs.com. So, yeah, so uh, Dulji was suspended from Chess.com in 2017 and 2020 after being suspected of cheating. On September 28th, Vice published an article regarding emails in which Dulji admits to cheating and explains that one of his students used a chess AI to feed him moves. So after losing the tournament to Neiman in St. Louis, Magnus withdrew from the tournament altogether. Mm. So he lost that match. 
And then that, coupled with his abrupt resignation for the Julius Bear match, left the chess community wondering, what the hell is going on? This is interesting because it's like he's basically using his credibility to, like, he's not accusing these people of cheating, but he is, because he is the champ, Yeah, the fact that he's refusing to play makes these matches and these tournaments, like, less significant. Yeah, Which yeah. is an interesting, like, sort of passive, yeah, and, like, the little dig at the... yeah. I mean, use your platform, you know, like <laughs> it's, well, it's, a, it's a smart way to do yeah. it because it's like I'm not like coming out and calling out this person. Yeah. I'm, and, and like, you know, it's like, look, if you want if you want to say I'm afraid to play him or whatever, fine. But like he's just throwing his weight around. in yeah, a very yeah. Smart way. We got to play butt naked in a swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. No wires. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, 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 this this takes a wild, a wild turn. Like like. I, one of the, I love this one thing I love about this podcast is stumbling into these fucking weird worlds that you never knew existed and that the people involved in them it's so high stakes yeah and it's I guess it's like it's like comedy like I remember trying to explain to everyone at my construction job about the penis CK fallout oh my god <laughs> and yeah. they're just like what weird fucking life do you live in? <laughs> like, like it's just one of those things where like outside the community nobody really gives a shit but this it's high stakes in there so Magnus broke his silence on September 21st by dropping a bombshell of a press statement he said Dear chess world, that's German, sorry. <laughs> he said, at the 2022 Cinque Field Cup, I made the unprecedented unprecedented professional decision to withdraw from the tournament after my round three game against Hans Niemann. A week later, during the Champions Chess Tour, I resigned against Hans Niemann after playing only one move. I know that my actions have frustrated many in the chess community. I'm frustrated. I just want to play chess. I want to continue to play chess at the highest level in the best events. I believe that cheating in chess is a big deal and is an existential threat to the game. I also believe that chess organizers and all who care about the sanctity of the game we love should seriously consider increasing security measures and methods of cheat detection over the board of chess. When Neiman was invited to last minute to the 2022 Cinque Field Cup, I strongly considered withdrawing prior to the event. I ultimately chose to play. He goes, I believe that Neiman has cheated more and more recently than he has publicly admitted. His over-the-board progress has been unusual, and throughout our game in the Sequa Field Cup, I had the impression that he wasn't tense or even fully concentrating on the game in critical positions while outplaying me as black in a way that I think only a handful of players can do. This dude went in. Yeah. He said, the game contributed to changing my perspective. We must do something about cheating. And for my part going forward, I don't want to play against people who have cheated repeatedly in the past because I don't know what they're capable of doing in the future. And then he goes, there's more I would like to say. Unfortunately, at this time, I am limited as to what I can say without explicit permission from Neiman to speak openly. So far, I've only been able to speak with my actions. And those actions have clearly stated that I am not willing to play chess with Neiman. I hope the truth on this matter comes out, whatever it may be. Sincerely, and this is like the dick drop right here. He goes, sincerely, Magnus Carlson. A world chess champion. <laughs> Don't get it motherfucking twisted. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you come with the king, you best not miss. Absolutely. Which is, seriously, if you come with the king, don't miss, because he has a one-move radius, and he'll take your ass out after that, so... <laughs> Now, when he mentions that Neiman cheated before, that wasn't a huge reveal because Hans Neiman has admitted to cheating on more than one occasion in the past. He also ended up banned from this website, right? <laughs> yeah, he got, he got banned from the website. Um, chess.com at some point. Chess.com, we'll get into it, released a 74-page investigation. Damn, okay. Yeah, yeah, which if anybody out there is having trouble sleeping, <laughs> read the chess.com. <laughs> fucking, yeah, have half a glass of wine, read the 74-page report from chess.com, <laughs> and you will sleep like a fucking baby. <laughs> Now, yeah, so Neiman has cheated before. He said he cheated during two matches. 
I only did it twice. He said one when he was 12 and another when he was 16. He chalked these incidents up to youthful stupidity and boredom. Specifically youthful stupidity for the I'm time. I'm so much older now. I'm 19. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, now that I'm 19, I realize cheating at chess, pretty cringe. <laughs> <laughs> I think, that, I think they're like public service announcements now where it's like, hey, uh, vapes are cringe. <laughs> I like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he said, uh, one when he was 12, he chalked up the youthful stupidity for the time when he was 12 and boredom for the incident at 16. And I was like, boredom? What the fuck do you mean boredom? He said he cheated in order to level up and get to like a higher field of play so, so he could play more challenging opponents. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds There's me. an easier way yeah. to get there. Yeah, it's to just if it's so easy for you. Yeah, and these guys, it has been the guys he had to cheat to beat were challenging enough since he had to cheat. But you know, at 19, you just don't think about these things. I guess not. Yeah, yeah. You're, all you're thinking about <laughs> is the chess and the girls and the money and how only chess exists out of all those three. <laughs> uh, I said the money though. The, the fucking tournament they were playing in, hundred grand. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. Again, these worlds like the the competitive fishing shit, hundred thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, chess, I feel like more people pay attention to chess than uh, competitive fishing. Yeah. Uh, We're just not smart. So we don't. (laughs) Like, I have a couple chess, like, comics I know who are really into chess who are, like, totally, this is their favorite thing to talk about. Yeah. yeah, Anytime anyone's willing to listen, they're so happy because, (laughs) yeah, it's... It's a, it is a niche thing, yeah. for sure. I, but I'm not surprised there's a lot of money involved. The last time I played chess, was I lived in uh, Connecticut. In my I don't room. know how to play it. Yeah. I fully never learned. It's a, it's it's pretty easy, I guess. Uh, I, I but I, I like I, I say it's easy. It's easy to learn the fucking moves. But right, like, exactly. Yeah, I I played my roommate in Connecticut, and like I'm not like a good chess player, and I beat him in the first one. I was like, oh cool, and then he was like, well let's go back and forth. I think got some money on it, and basically we were playing, and it got to like we were like match three and three. And one night I got I came home, we were drunk, and I came home, I was like, let's fucking play a match right now. And he trounced me because I was drunk. I was like, let's do it again. He's like, man, you're gonna wake up tomorrow, and you're gonna say that this doesn't count because you were drunk. Right. I was like, I'm not gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> and for sure the next day I was like man we shouldn't count those because <laughs> who plays chess games back to back anyways <laughs> but uh yeah so this now ultimately this brings up a bigger question the same confusion we had with the fish thing how the hell do you cheat at chess yeah so pretty much every way you can cheat at chess involves a chess engine uh, an, an AI chess yeah. engine of algorithm yeah Chess. It's like I feel like we I've alluded to this a little bit with poker that like yeah. the the fact that these algorithms are so sophisticated now has really changed the game and I I think in chess there is a little bit of that as well. It, there there is yeah they definitely they they um they've been talking about how uh there's there's a there's a theory that people will get so good at chess that chess will die what they call a draw death because mm, it'll be like unbeatable yeah yeah, yeah. It, it, every every player will be so good that they'll make the most advantageous move every time right we'll and, solve it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like, and, and then, like chess will die. yeah yeah we're done yeah chess think of something else we're good parcheesy you know <laughs> Uh, man, I, I would love to see just like like shoots and ladders, but approach like the same intellectual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to do the Queen's Gambit about mousetrap. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so chess chess engines are AIs programmed to determine to make the most advantageous move a player can make at any given time. While it makes perfect sense today that an AI would be better than any human player, wasn't always the case. Uh, chess AIs have been pretty much being developed since the advent of the computer. As soon as you got the computer, oh, make a little chess game. Right. I think it was like one of the first things they asked computers to do yeah. when computers started getting smart. I feel like chess is one of those things that like not erroneously gets associated with smart people because I believe you have the level of intelligence to play chess. But I feel like it's one of those things that 
stupid people think about smart people. Yes. Like, well, oh, again, as someone who never learned to play, yeah. I just assume it's like a yeah. smart people thing only. If I see somebody <laughs> sitting at the park in front of a chessboard, I'll give them my social security number. <laughs> I, I, I will just be like, you're clearly the most intelligent man in the city. That reminds me, this is a total aside, but uh, uh, there, I live right by Prospect Park, right, in Brooklyn, where like a lot of people go to play chess. And uh, this is like one thing I love about New York is people like reclaiming spaces that were not intended for specific use and yeah. repurposing them for that use. So obviously the park, like people play chess in the park, but there was every once in a while I would go, there was this Wendy's like kind of near the park and it seems to have stopped uh, during the pandemic. And I don't think they've been back, but there was like, you'd if you went into this Wendy's at a certain time or like day of the week, it would be completely full of old black guys playing chess <laughs> and they would be, they would bring their own music. Like oh, it was like, they yeah. were just like this Wendy's is chess night. Yeah. Now. Like, and I think it was all the guys who played in the park, but like if it were raining or like at night or whatever, yeah. they would come over to this Wendy's and like clearly just like whoever managed or knew, like they must've known somebody who worked there. Yeah. And like you go in and you just like get your chicken sandwich or whatever. And there'd be nowhere to sit because it would all be <laughs> old black guys playing chess. I was like, this is so fucking, cool yeah i love that, this that is so tight just I, like i mean uh, like this neighborhood doesn't need a fucking wendy's yeah, it's making yeah. everyone sick it's yeah, like poison yeah. like i'm glad they have like reclaimed yeah. the wendy's for something good man that, that is what yeah like the times when i like i've been in new york like pretty frequently these days like i don't know frequently but I, you know like at least twice a year the last two years i've gone and, like it is kind of cool seeing like the spaces that pop up in the middle of nowhere would be like, right. you know, like oh, that's, that's an empty lot or that's a building for, for this. Just people there doing their own thing. Right. Yeah. There's like, yeah, there's just like zones like in uh, under the Manhattan Bridge. There are all of these um, Chinese women uh, learning dances and da <laughs> like it's just like this is what this is now. Yeah. And it's like sick. Awesome. That's fucking dope, man. <laughs> I remember when I was in. Uh, when I was in the, the, the before I removed, removed out of Texas, I met John Mulaney at at Valve like mm -hmm. fourteen years ago. Yeah. He was there during the weekend to give you at one point he was at his career, and I was uh, getting ready to move to the East Coast, and I was like moving to Hartford, but I was so fucking Texas dumb. I was like Hartford, New York, same thing. Yeah. And so I was like, hey man, get ready. I was like, hey, you were really funny up there. I was like, I was getting ready to move out because he he was doing the mic. He did the mic and he did ten minutes. Wow. And everybody hated him. They were like every comic that went up after him, like the Sean Moody's of the world, were like. Yo, shout out Sean Mooney. But Sean Mooney was like, well, gee, I guess when you're the out-of-town comic, you can just do 12 minutes at the open mic. <laughs> he was totally shitting on John Mulaney. I didn't even know who the guy was. Yeah. And I saw him on TV later doing the Law & Order bit. I was like, that's a fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, he told me, he was like, yeah, comics get rooms in New York. And I had no clue what a room was. And now I know it's like you take a space, you repurpose it into a comedy club. I literally was like, oh, it's somebody's room. I was like, oh, that makes sense. It's all crowded. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, New York, cool city. Check it out sometime. <laughs> So yeah, so chess AIs, yeah, that's the first thing they ask computers to do. But that is, of course, until 1996. You probably remember this, when the IBM chess engine Deep Blue beat the world chess champ Gary Kasparov in a highly publicized match. Right. They were like, computers are finally going to overtake yeah. people in this. It was the John Henry of the John Henry moment in exactly. chess. Do you remember when they had a, the, the, the computer playing Jeopardy? Couple no. years ago, I didn't. I, I didn't tune in, but it was like they that's did, not. The I, yeah, I was like, "What if you, you just Google in the fucking thing?" Right. Like that? yeah. That's just Google. Like, yeah, I, and they were like, "Those computers doing really good." Like, yeah, no shit. Right. It's just access to the information. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. The, no. It's chess is a strategy game. It's like testing a different thing. Yeah, that's dumb. Like two years before smartphones came out, I wrote this short story where a guy like 
uh, somebody got like a chip on his head. And he just like had the access to the internet at all times. He could just know things that were on the internet. And like, now it's just like, oh yeah, it's yeah, yeah, of course. You yeah. were like two years early on. That yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh man, nobody asked me anything. So. <laughs> Yeah, since then, chess engines have been perfected to the point that an easily downloadable app on a smartphone can and will beat a human player from novice all the way up to grand champ. They win every time. Of course, the challenge to using a chess AI is to, is to cheat is concealing the act itself. You can't pull out the phone during a match, so players looking to cheat have to get creative. Now, this, is very, this is true. In the early days of smartphones, several players were able to cheat simply by going to the bathroom to look at their phones. <laughs> and it's like, uh, I've got to, I have to pee. I'll be back in a second. And they just come out and just storm the motherfucking board. I feel like there was like kind of a thing in like back in the day where it was just like, well, we're not going to watch a gentleman. Yeah. Pee. yeah. Or like they're like, very, they would just be like, I feel like, cause it's sort of chess is such like a class game where it's like, well, this guy's like a classy guy. We're yeah, not. Yeah. Of course, he wouldn't cheat. We're not going to go watch him piss. Yeah, it's like, like like doctors not washing their hands. They're right. just like those hands haven't been anywhere straight. I mean, I know this is like recent because it's like you have to be. It, this is you know after the advent of smartphones. But I feel like it's that attitude. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, like, like excuse me, I I yeah, I'm chess champion Gary Kasparov. Of course, not going to look at my fucking phone. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So because uh, you know, experienced players, they can memorize chess boards. They just look at it. They're like, oh, this is on G five, G six, whatever. If those are even real things i'm sorry <laughs> but uh experienced players able to memorize a chess board and they can feed it uh into their info to the phone once they're alone with the john uh so they, they put the data to get a response once the highly skilled ruse of pretending to pee was snuffed out like when, <laughs> once that was cleared this left players with a few more options one of which we got to turn that off one of which was to have a third party feeding info to a chess engine and signaling the move to the players via yawning coughing or stretching like the millionaire like who wants to be a millionaire with the a b or c <laughs> that that whole thing yeah so one bizarre theory that's cropped up in the wake of all this controversies stemmed from a Reddit post, and the pure salaciousness of it has allowed this rumor to kind of insert itself, no pun intended, into the public understanding of the whole affair. The accusation that Hans Niemann used a set of vibrating anal beads to help him win? Yes. Yeah. This is like the one thing that I feel like everyone has heard about this. D yeah, this is, it literally was like, like the, the article I found was like, explain the sex toy cheating scandal. And this is where it all stems from, is just uh, fucking... This Reddit post. So <coughs> so it's not like, so somebody is accusing him of this or speculating. But, well, well, we'll see. The, this is clearly, it was a joke just got out of, out of hand. Right. Exactly. But it has, it has a basis in reality, as we'll get to. It says, okay. it goes, uh, the real answer, this is the, the title of the, the, the uh, post, is the real answer is actually elementary. Magnus cheats. This is uh, put up. So uh, wait, Magnus cheats? That's what the name of the post is. Oh, okay. It says, the real answer is actually elementary. Magnus cheats. He's always had anal beads up his butt. Maybe for the past 10 years. That's how he's been dominating entire fields of players. There was a slight dip the time he played Caruana because he was so drunk he couldn't feel the vibrations well and ended up losing a game. This is such internet nerd humor. Right, just, yeah. and it, okay, like, and very, very obviously a joke. Yeah. So recently Magnus realized the anal bead supercomputer design he, had, he designed had been stolen. Of course he couldn't come clean about cheating, so he drummed up the excuse of being bored so he wouldn't lose the world championship to Nepo, who he suspects to have stolen the anal bead design after being humiliated in their prior contest. It just goes on like yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. It's all about anal beads and putting stuff up butts. Um, at one point, 
Hans didn't know that the signals he sent from his beads interfered with Magnus's device. Magnus feels unprompted vibrations on his prostate and realizes that Hans stole his poop shoot stockfish, mm. but couldn't use his own to retaliate, lest Hans knew he was the true inventor of the device. So this is, just, but that that caught because like that's what all people, everybody knows about. It. Like, oh, he was using a sex toy to cheat. One weird thing though. They showed him getting fucking scanned because they do RFID scans, and they Hans it, or Magnus? this is Hans. Okay, so he's coming into the, coming into the, the tournament. The guy's wanding everybody, and he specifically makes Hans turn around and he wands his butt. There's a video of it, and the person before him didn't get butt wanted. Interesting. Yeah, so maybe I don't know, but the, it didn't set anything off. Didn't set anything off. Butt wand did not set anything. Yeah, off. just the okay. horny alert. It right. Was like, like, Woo! <laughs> Class five donk. So. Now, as crazy as that sounds, it's actually not that far off from an actual cheating method that has proven to be rather effective. A tech blogger recently rigged up a vibrating device in his shoe that allowed him to use his toes to type in board positions that were fed to a chess engine, and the desired move was then communicated back to the player through vibrations in the foot. Mm. Uh, the, the tech yeah, blogger. Yeah, there's no, I mean, like, this is, I feel like the principle of it, it would work. I mean, like, yeah. the idea of vibrations. You 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 know Morse code or whatever. Yeah. Like you figure you figure out how to communicate it, but there's no need for it to be in your ass. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the part that's like you could put it somewhere else. Yeah, like like, um, mo- <laughs> like all of your body feels vibrations. Like you don't need, it doesn't need to be in your ass. Yeah yeah yeah. Oh yeah. Also, how are you gonna send the vibrations back? How are you gonna be like the rook? Right. Is, oh, are you geez. like clenching? <laughs> like what is that? Yeah. Chess kegels. <laughs> no, yeah. So the, the the blogger said that he was able to use the device to beat his much more talented chess playing friend and avoid detection. I read the post; it's pretty fun. True. The guy puts it there. It fucks up though because it's not as easy to type in vibrations with your 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 toe. Right. But I'm sure with some like some some trick some working on it, he can make it right. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that does. I'm thinking about it. It does seem like it would be tricky, but like it's doable. You could figure out a design that would work. Yeah. And uh, the, he made a joke because that one guy said poop shoot stockfish. Yeah. I don't know if stockfish is a term for a cheating device that I'm just not familiar with, but this guy called his thing sockfish. Ah. So, yeah, I think. So, of course, the governing bodies within the world of chess aren't just resting on their laurels. They have their own methods of detecting cheating, and it appears to take it very seriously. In the days after the Magnus, Magnus Carlsen-Hans Neiman affair, Chess.com did a deep-dive analytic of Neiman's play stats and performance and issued a rather damning conclusion. Uh, essentially... They basically, they said, overall, we noticed a strange, um, a progression of play in Neiman that didn't make any sense to them. They were like, he, you, you, in over-the-board play, he just kind of like, his stats excelled out of nowhere. Right. It's like, this is not a normal progression. Because, like, he's a young player, and I know some of the justification is like well he's still developing like maybe he's just gotten a lot better but they're like the rate at which and the way in which he is getting better does not match up with how the trajectory of yeah, the chess players ex- exactly and what they what they do is they they actually went and they looked at um the moves that he made and they ended up r- like running them back through and checking it against moves that a chess 
uh, AI would tell you to make. Oh, okay. And there was a lot of consistencies there that shouldn't have been there. Uh, they said, overall, we have found that Hans likely cheated in more than 100 online chess games, including several prize money events. He was already 17 when he likely cheated in some of those matches, which the, the whole 12 and 16 thing his, yeah. throws out of the window. They also said whenever he did the online ones, uh, they have um, when you're allowed to toggle between screens, because they have a screen watching thing. And when you're like, but you can still hide that. You can still conceal stuff. When he was able to toggle, his, impre- his playing improved. Ah. And when he wasn't able to toggle, it didn't. Yeah. And it just seems like all of this is pretty damning. And I'm not sure why there's any debate o- over this. Right. And again, maybe I don't know, but. Um, I guess it's because they can't like precisely pin down exactly what he's doing. Yeah. They're only seeing the results where it's like, okay, he's better when he can toggle, but we don't know what he's toggling to. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. Was it, was it the marathon runner Kip or whatever? Yes, yeah. Kip Litton. Yeah, yeah, Kip Litton. Yeah, they couldn't, they, they're like, we know he's doing fucking something. Cause, right. Yeah, We're yeah. throwing out his results, but like we, we can't quite figure out how they're yeah. doing this. Yeah. So one thing that I found fascinating in all this was Magnus's insistence that Neiman beat him with the black pieces in a way that he believes only a few players are capable of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Chess.com, their investigation, they always make note of who's who's playing with what pieces. And I thought it was just like in boxing when they're like, oh, the trunk colors, you can tell them apart. Right. But there are actual fucking like a crazy – and I just want to read about this because this is just insane to me. So – yeah, so it basically, does do black does uh, black have a disadvantage in chess? And the answer is yes. Statistics show that black has a disadvantage in chess because players with the white pieces tend to win fifty-two to fifty-six percent of all one games, mm. meaning that black can result in significantly more losses when pl- than playing with white. Yeah. However, there's no scientific proof that there's an inherent disadvantage, and many argue that there is no real disadvantage. Some argue that you actually have an advantage because they say that if you're the guy playing with white, it's going to be kind of like Resting on his laurels, like oh, I got this. Like, like I, I statistically have the advantage, and it might actually put them at a uh, a misplay, a, 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 a disadvantage. I thought that was pretty cool. So, but statistical advantages aside, the game of chess is back in its once in a decade or two cycle of mainstream attention. Uh, a young American upstart appears to be hurtling towards becoming the Lance Armstrong of chess. And the reigning world champ feels that the very integrity of the game is at stake. Lines are being drawn. Magnus is yet to back down from his claims that Neiman is a cheating sack of shit. Neiman has fired back with a $100,000 defamation lawsuit. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and also, he's like a shit talker. When he beat him at the St. Louis tournament uh, in his post game, he goes, oh, man, I feel really bad for the world champion to get beat by a dummy like me. It must feel really bad for him. I feel bad for the guy that got beat <laughs> by an idiot like me. And so he's a shit talker. And I guess like that like bad boy of chess thing is paying off because Neiman, in the midst of all this, three days ago, and all this about Walsh just happened, got added to the U.S. national team. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So he's going to go to the Olympics or whatever the fuck the they The chess said. Olympics. The yeah. Chess I Olympics. mean, I guess that's the American way is to not really give a shit about yeah. cheating. So that's yeah. kind of what the story's about. It's like everybody's cheating. Like, it's like, like, like the Bill Burr quote, like, oh, our roided up guy beat, up, beat your roided up guy about, right. about Lance Armstrong. It's like, at what point does it... Does it matter, I guess? I don't, I don't know. Well, just like, I feel like uh, at this point in American culture, we are like uniquely uh, unconcerned with whether people get what they uh, have fairly or not. Like, that's Very just point. kind yeah. of like yeah, yeah. Culturally, what this world is yeah. at the moment. Meanwhile, yeah, the, the Norwegian is over here like ready to just like step down and like like throw his whole career out at the very the, the notion of the integrity being compromised right. in chess. Yeah. And the Americans are just like, who gives a shit? <laughs> it's like when I explain to my non-comic friends about people lying about their writing credits to mm-hmm. get to get gigs and there's like 
So <laughs> you're just like, right. no, you, you, you don't get it because this is like, don't respect the craft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people are like, like, shut up. Yeah, like, but he's like, he's getting worked on. Like, yeah, like, yeah, it's like, so it worked. I'm like, yeah, it worked. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it's, it, no, nobody gives a shit. You know, it's yeah. like, I, 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 you know, I, I don't care that Neiman's cheating as long as he's doing those sweet trick chess moves of his. <laughs> it's like an and one mixtape. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's that's it. It's still ongoing. Worth it? I'm gonna say apparently, yeah. I mean, it is like. I feel like because it is such a complicated game at the high, at high levels, like there is a lot that is sort of unknowable about it in a way that's interesting. Like you said, so like the thing with Neiman is they, they know that something's going on, but they don't know quite what it is. And it, it just reminds me of them being like, well, we like white seems to win more, but we don't know why. Like we yeah. only, we, we can only see the results because this is so complicated. We don't yeah. have the tools to like analyze it yet. And I feel like that's like, I'm sure whatever he's doing to cheat is going to be something dumb. It's not going to be super complicated, but it's like, because chess is so intricate, they're just like, I don't know, man, but like, (laughs) he shouldn't be allowed to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Get that guy out of here. But it is worth it because he's he's doing... He's a phenom. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah like, 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 I know about him. I'm not saying like, I'm a tastemaker or anything, but I didn't know about this <laughs> fucking guy two or three days ago. Yeah. Uh, I, it is just kind of funny. Cause I know, like, like for example, like I, I, I love comedy. I would like to uh, excel in it as much as I could. However, I would be like personally fucking damaged if I was like, if I was stealing jokes and that got out about me or even if it was erroneous, if it got out right. that I was a joke stealer, yeah. like that would fuck me up. You know, like, yes. like I wouldn't like that at all. And so, it does kind of call it a question. Like, even I'm like, is he just here for, is he just here for the, the rocket fueled ride to success? Like, like what does he do? Like, does he give a what shit is he the getting game? out of this? Yeah. yeah. Is yeah. it, is it like just for money? Cause I, I mean, how do you, he obviously like in order to do this, you do have to be a pretty good chess player. I'm yeah. assuming like, it's not like he's a total fraud, but yeah, it's like, if you're good enough at chess to do this, you would think you would like chess or respect chess enough not to do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so I it's, it's, it's baffling, man. I guess it's one of those things where, like, like, I try to compare it to comedy, but I guess the difference is that, like, comedy, while it's competitive in its nature, isn't competitive. Like, you, you could do comedy competitions, you could make comedy competitive, but the right. idea of doing it's not it, always a face off against. Yeah, an yeah. And this yeah. always is that. And so, I could, maybe I could see like have like. If that's the case, if the stakes are high, being like, no, I love this game. Also, winning. I need this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I need this win. So, I don't know, man. All I know is that uh, America winning again. <laughs> Racking up dubs. Uh, but yeah, that's that, that's the story, guys. If you like this, we're going to be doing some more video content in the future. We don't live in the same city, so we can't do it all the time. But whenever we're able to, we will do this. And we're going to have some more weekly stuff coming up. A lot of cool things are coming up for the channel, so check it out. Um, that being said, I'm about to go out on tour. Uh, check my Twitter, my Instagram, or my TikTok now. And take a look. I'll post all my dates. Uh, it's going to be fun. I'm going to be up in the East Coast the next couple weeks, so it should be a good time. Kath, you got anything for us? I do. I also just want to say this is a free feed. So uh, if you enjoyed this, we do two extra uh, episodes on our Patreon feed every every month. Um, so check that out, patreon.com slash lie, cheat, and steal. Uh, five bucks a month gets you access to two more stories. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And then other than that, I have shows in New York uh, this month. Um, check my social media at Kath Barbadoro on everything. I will post about those. Um, I think the biggest one is going to be November 21st at Union Hall. I'm doing the Reductress show. So definitely come out to that oh, if you hell can. Yeah. Yeah, it should be fun. Um, but yeah, I think that's all. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, have fun. Holidays are coming up. Be safe. Be smart. But above all, don't get caught. Don't get caught. See you next time. Bye.